Hello, and welcome to the Ecological Sensibilities Project, a podcast where we explore the different ways people think and feel about the environment. Throughout this series, I'll be talking to a variety of people from different backgrounds, seeking to get a sense of the ways in which they interrelate with the natural world, as well as trying to pick up from them how that relationship might have changed over the course of their lives. Although throughout the series we'll be discussing with individuals how they think and feel about the environment, the project itself is rooted in a wider sociological approach that seeks to understand how these thoughts and feelings are themselves shaped and generated by the vastly different contexts within which human individuals live their lives. As we listen to each conversation, therefore, the challenge is not just to appreciate the expression of a unique point of view, but rather to tune in to the wider social and historical forces that make such a view possible. The world is changing, and so are people's thoughts and feelings about the environment. The Ecological Sensibilities Project seeks to dip in and take a litmus test of these kind of movements. You know, today I've seen a baby who was born this week. I've seen someone who's 95 and chatted to them. I've seen people who live on the streets. I've seen people with titles, you know, and, and, and you, you can pay for a better doctor. You can pay for a better hospital. You can't pay for a better pharmacy. Yeah. You, you have to, everyone's sort of chucked in together. And it's like a lovely, for me, I love that. I love not knowing who's going to walk in the door, like who they're going to be or what they're going to want. And I really always encourage people to speak to each other as well. Like have a nice open space in there. And then you see people who never cross each other on the street, just having a nice conversation because they get on yeah. about something else. And yeah. uh, I really love that. I think there's a real power to it that, that's ignored. In today's episode, I talked to Bal Camp, who is the manager of a local pharmacy in the centre of Hove. And you know, other parts of society around community have really dropped off especially through covid and whatnot yeah like people haven't seen their friends they haven't been to like the little clubs that they go to um and beyond that you know religions had a real downfall you uh, that's where people would really have that community like we're, we're lucky here because there are a few communities like that that still yeah. have faith and and but for everyone who doesn't like who's picking up that slack like where are these communities going to be built from? Bal is the partner of Emily, who I interviewed in episode six. For this conversation, Bal came round to my house after work. He begins by trying to clarify what it is exactly that I'm wanting to get at through the interview. So obviously you're coming at uh, from a sociological perspective. So is it like, is it people's interaction with ecology or is it just people's interaction with just how they feel about the word environment or is it more about how how your about just what your behaviors are so it can be it's basically at a number of different levels okay so right. i'm deliberately using a kind of vague i'm not defining environment yeah. i'm using it as a okay, deliberately yeah, yeah. vague term so so for some people that might be um you know talking about okay so for instance mm. emily in in the conversation that we had yeah um we got talking on a certain section talking about how <clears throat> um you as a family have really enjoyed getting out into the woods into nature, yeah, yeah. and and like mm. you in particular enjoy yeah, yeah. collecting mushrooms as she's yeah she all, said. all sorts yeah, you know yeah, all anything. sorts of yeah. things and so 
so on the one hand, like the environment might mean those kind of small scale, yep. personal interactions and experiences mm. with other species and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some of the conversations have gone in, in that kind of way. So, for instance, I talked to a guy who is a birder, like a lifelong bird enthusiast <laughs> yeah yeah and twitcher isn't it yeah, yeah and twitcher, he yeah, yeah. he you know describes his interaction like you know yeah. listening walking through the forest listening to birds yeah nice and um and and you know that kind of soundscape and just like yeah you know, yeah yeah and um at the same time even in that interview and in other interviews we've talked about the environment as something more kind of global something okay. more um kind of um yeah large and mm. so and that might evoke a different set of feelings yeah, yeah. you know for people so it's really about lots of different levels i okay, suppose nice. yeah keep it loose i'd say yeah keep it loose keep, keep it loose. loose why not who knows <laughs> I do, but my my thing is like i'm i'm aware that i ramble and i just don't want to go off topic oh, so just fine. give me the wink yeah yeah the wink I grew up um, in Hertfordshire, in a couple of towns and a couple of villages in Hertfordshire, and um, and then I moved to London when I was about um, nineteen, mm-hmm. maybe twenty, and l- moved from my lovely motherland to, uh, <laughs> to yeah to the city, and then learned to sink or swim. So, yeah. yeah, and you were you in the city for a long time? Yeah, so I was there probably um, must have been about ten years almost yeah yeah it must have been about 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 10 years so yeah yeah and i li- and there i lived um various places so i had a horrible tiny flat on the holloway road um <laughs> i lived in with an ex-girlfriend and then when uh that all fell apart i started living in squats in north london okay yeah yeah so i and then did that while still working and um, it's quite nice leaving a squat in a shirt and tie. That's quite fun. Um, <laughs> really fighting the system. And then, um, yeah, and did that life for many years. And then um, decided um, I'd, I had enough of the city and moved down to the beach. So Yeah. Yeah. Great. So can you tell me a couple of things that you uh, are investing your energy in at the moment? Like, um, you know, things that you invest your time in or give your time to well my family probably first and foremost yeah. you know i've got three um lovely children and and that's the focus of everything i do i suppose yeah um and then doing a lot of work so um i know we've spoken about it before but obviously people haven't heard it but we i was really into like re- rebuilding community because i think it's real been a real stop to that so it's trying mm. to turn my community pharmacy into a bit more community hub and then people chatting to me to improve everyone's health um really into trying to find innovative ways to do that um just going all right i think i hope and then um yeah then i'll still still do drawing i'm doing quite a lot of photography at the minute as well so. okay yeah yeah and you're saying that um just before we started recording as well mm. like you're saying that i mean the the impression i get is that you definitely offer a service uh, through the pharmacy that goes far beyond what would what usually be you'd normally expected. Have. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not. I don't really want to get too much into it, but I think you know. I think I really worry the world's becoming too quantified. So you know, a patient's a number. 
doctor's appointment's got 10 minutes, you know, everything's getting quantified to ridiculousness and then there's, there's yeah. a bit more humanity to it. And I think the the beautiful thing, and why I still do the job actually, there's two reasons, like I'm really, I'm, I feel like I'm so open, like anyone can walk, the nice thing about pharmacy, you can walk in any time. You know, you, you absolutely can't do that at the doctor's or hospital or yeah. anywhere now. So you, you can just walk in and talk and and you get someone who knows what they're talking about. It's so it's mad if you think about it. It's we're so lucky. And but the thing I, I love most is that you it's it's like the great social leveller. I see everyone, you know. Yeah. I might see, you know, today I've seen a baby who was born this week. I've seen someone who's ninety five and chatted to him. I've seen people who live on the streets, I've seen people with titles, you know, and, and, and you you can pay for a better doctor, you can pay for a better hospital, you can't pay for a better pharmacy. Yeah. You you have to, everyone's sort of chucked in together and it's like a lovely, for me, I love that. I love not knowing who's going to walk in the door, like who they're going to be or what they're going to want. And I really always encourage people to speak to each other as well, like have a nice open space in there. And then you see people who never cross each other on the street, just having a nice conversation because they get on yeah. about something else. And, yeah. Uh, I really love that. I think there's a real power to it that, that's ignored, mainly. I, I, I think most other places, pharmacy especially, are quite stressful. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to be in there. It's like you, you, you're ill and it's a quite horrible environment. Yeah. But um, I think my one's quite nice. You come in and you don't have a 10-minute wait. You have, like, a 10-minute chat, whether it's with me or with someone else. Yeah. And, and you've been yeah. training people as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got the like, next, yeah, 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 I've got the next bunch. Take on loads of students and, yes. um, and people from all all sorts of backgrounds, um, and <laughs> teaching teaching them probably my way, which is not quite the exact way most pharmacies are, but you know, teaching people to maybe think a bit more deeply about what they're doing rather than just getting everything right. So, in and what then, kind of way? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? So. <clears throat> I always think there's there is a right and wrong way to do stuff. You give someone the correct medicine, or you give them the incorrect medicine. Yeah, but that creates a duality, and a, a patient isn't black or white. Mm-hmm. They've got loads going on, you know, and you can probably sort out a lot of their problems just by speaking to them. Mm-hmm. So, for example, someone walks in for a prescription like for a migraine the correct thing to do is give them the medicine like, for their migraine. But I think probably the nice thing to do is like, what's going on with your headaches? You know, what's, yeah. why, you know, what's, what's up with you? You feel all right? And then you get them all the time. And then like that opens up conversation. And then the thing that makes that person better probably is the medicine. But the thing that makes them feel better is speaking about it. Sure. So then they feel looked after and... I've got a really, I've got a really nice lady training with me for a whole year, and she was a pharmacist from Japan, um, where it's very clean cut. You know, it's you come in, you get it sorted, done, sorted, done, sorted, done. Very clinical, and really getting her to just speak to people a lot, and it's and make people open up and chat, and I feel like it's been like a really nice introduction to our culture, which she isn't used to, and then she now feels she lives quite local to where we are and she said now like she feels a real part of the community and people stop and speak to her on the street and they might and as long as you don't see that as annoying (laughs) people stopping you then you're doing something beautiful right yes yeah i hope yeah yeah Yeah. um 
and then that'll be my ticket to heaven, right? I can do whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. I... <laughs> on the weekend, I can be awful. So, uh, <laughs> I'm selfish. So it's all about balance. So, uh, but yeah, it's nice. It's... Do you do you find yourself overwhelmed by the work sometimes? I mean, you said how many, um, you know, patients you you've got before. I mean, it's a, yeah. It's a so, quite a... so I'm you know I'm looking after a good probably five five and a half thousand patients, um, and they can walk in at any time. Who will stop you in the street? <laughs> and will stop me in the street. If I walk from, you know, where my place is, it's 150 yards to Sainsbury's. If I leave to get a drink at Sainsbury's and back, um, five people will stop me. Yeah. So um, at least, um, which I, I I love, but I don't live there as well, which is quite nice. So I'm yeah. not getting stopped constantly. But um, yeah, I don't know if I feel overwhelmed. I feel like there's a lot. I feel like I have to pick up a lot of slack. You know, I feel like there's been a bit of a downfall in the health service. You know, it's not everyone, it's not people's fault or it's not anyone's fault, really. It's just there's greater demand and you can't see a doctor now. Like, and, you know, other parts of society around community have really dropped off, especially through COVID and whatnot. Yeah. Like people haven't seen their friends. They haven't been to like the little clubs that they go to, um, and beyond that, you know, religions had a real downfall. You, uh, that's where people would really have that community. Like we're we're lucky here because there are a few communities like that that still yeah. have faith. And and, but for everyone who doesn't, like, who's picking up that slack? Like, where are these communities going to be built from? Because they're not built from everyone living on top of each other. Yeah, you know, you're, that's driving people away from each other. They're getting more annoyed with each other. So. <laughs> and everyone's working too hard yeah. so they haven't got time to chat to each other no one's got any extra money now so they can't do anything extracurricular so where what point does that fit in and it's really you know it's the most important thing about being human is that you chat to each other yeah you know that's what separates us from the animals apart from you know meerkats or whatever <laughs> but I think <laughs> so um, I don't know I think yeah I, I don't know I, I'm not I don't know if I'm doing anything amazing, but I think it's, I, I feel that missing from my life. Sure. So other people must as well. Yeah. Well, that, that sense of community, yeah, yeah. that connection, yeah, caring really for so. one another. Like. I, don't, I don't, yeah, maybe caring for one each other, but I think the community more. And okay. I, I think a, a community is beyond just care. You know, I, I was saying before I grew up, I, I grew up a very, very poor council estate, you know, and, it was half people that are very poor and then, well, not half, but about 80% people that are really poor and then about 20% of people that had left traveller community and coming into living in houses now. And no one had anything. And and people weren't mm. particularly very nice to each other so much, but you knew who everyone was and you knew who you could go to if you had an issue. Mm. Um I feel like if I lived there, it doesn't exist anymore, I've been knocked down, but I think, I feel like if I was there now, people would be knocking on my door all day okay. and asking me stuff. Um, because of the kind of role that you play now in life? Yeah, or, or if or they because, just happened yeah. to know that I knew about that, um, they would come and ask. Yeah. Um, just as you'd go and ask someone who was a plumber, like if they knew about, if, you, if your toilet weren't working. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't feel like that community's here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But it might just be because it's a city, mm. or it might be because the community's leaving a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When, when you say that community's leaving, do you mean what that sense of people knowing how to make a community? Yeah. Or be yeah, community, yeah. or yeah, desire yeah. community? Yeah. In some and I think, yeah. um, I think there's, there's lots of reasons for that. Like, apart from everyone being too busy, no one got no money, so if people have been told to be wary of being around each other for a few years now, mm. um, quite forcefully, I think, um, for, you know, for various reasons. And then I think you've also, you know, got the other side of the internet. Like you get a lot of what you would have got from having a community around mm. you. You can get it the fast track on the internet. You know, you can see what people are up to quite quickly. You don't need to gossip anymore because they're yeah. putting it out publicly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, um, and then you haven't got to see if, you know, you haven't got to make connections and see if people like you because it's, it's been quantified again. Like it's, it's right. the same as that quantification, you know, you, you, if that's a word. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, if you've made a banana bread, you might tell a couple of your mates before and say, uh, and three or four of them might say, oh yeah, it's nice. But <laughs> put it on Instagram and a hundred people say it's nice. So yeah. it's, you, you're almost, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the smoke and mirrors of community on there. But um, because you're getting the feeling of it, it makes you not have a strong desire to have it maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I ain't got it figured out. Yeah, but I just, sure. I just, I feel like, it might be because I was a kid, but I feel like my life then is a lot different to my life now, in, in mostly in the sense of of community. Okay, okay. Yeah. And the past, where there was more community. Do you, for you me, definitely. Yeah, for you. But I don't yeah. know if that's because I've moved from somewhere that was a bit more tight-knit to somewhere that's yeah. a city. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's much better here than it is in London, mm-hmm. definitely. Okay. Um, which is, is weird, isn't it? Like, it's weird that the more people that are in an area, yeah. the le- less connected you are, Yeah, right? It should go the other way, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely feel that. And I feel that's missing from me because I feel that's really, really important for me. And even in the in the squat in London, was there a sense of community there? Or yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one, that life, because um, I, I liked it. And I think it was, and I've, I've lived in quite a lot of squats in in London, and I live, and I'd often go visit other ones because everyone gets to know each other. Okay. Um, because you're living outside of society, but I also, I also felt like a, a bit like I was the black sheep because I was the one still conforming to the system you were dressed up as in much. A yeah, tie yeah. And, suit. and I'd, I'd be up. No, I had a lovely place. It was like an old um, old TV studio, and I had the whole top floor. It was massive, bigger than any house I've ever lived in. And I'd have people stay with me from all over the world. They would just give me a shout. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, wicked, come stay with me. But in that world, I was rich because I'd have a monthly wage. And um, <laughs> if I had like, my sofas, I had a telly, you know, and, uh, I, I plumbed in like an amazing shower and stuff. Like it was, it was really nice in there, <laughs> like compared to most of them. But it just so happened that, and you know, I didn't mind. People would come stay with me if they wanted to. And um but yeah, but it's a funny community that one because it. I always feel with that is, uh, I, I don't know. It's like everyone's claiming to be something they're not. Claiming to be quite anti-system and anti everything and anti-police. Like I still feel my anti-police part. So sadly, that's to my core. But um, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, like in reality, they probably wanted to be doing what I was doing, which yes. is just having a normal job and. Um, 
and having enough money to live. But yeah, it is a nice sense of community. And, you know, part of that is, um, and I, I paint graffiti a lot as well, and that's a really nice community. Again, so now, like, pretty much, I've stayed in many, many cities in Europe and just stayed with people. Hmm. You know, I've, uh, you know, last year, <laughs> even now, uh, I, I stayed in Netherlands for, I think, 10 days or so, and then... Uh, and stayed in a the squat there, so people still know me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> claiming to be very like eco-friendly and zero whatever, you know. And how much of that is happening in reality, I don't think is very true. But they, um, the people there, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, they claiming to be no waste, no energy or whatever. But you know, they're definitely using energy when they're putting a rave on that night, and and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of people look quite healthy for people that, uh, well, healthy enough, I suppose. But um, people that were claiming to not eat very much, or you know, um, I don't know. It's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that community is nice and important, and I think it is something that I tend to latch onto. So because I felt it was important for me when I was a child, like I said, and then um, so I found these little pockets where it still exists, mm. and you know, it's nice. It's nice to be welcome somewhere. Yeah, I think so. Especially that, like you know, I've been uh, all all across places. But that's like one nice example of it. Is that you go and someone just looks after you. Yeah, and they they're just nice, and you're the same as them. And that's really important for me. I think no man's better than the next man, and they they just everyone's the same as you, and they just they're cool, chill. And you just fit into their little world for a few days. Yeah. But it's quite nice to leave. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't want to do squat life again. I certainly no. want to do it with children. Yeah. Uh, something I find a bit too much of a commitment. <laughs> uh, and I don't think it's a very nice upbringing for children so much. But I think, yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely wouldn't do it with children. I'm quite nice that I've got, I'm quite happy that I've got my nice, you got your house Heated in Hove. home <laughs> with a garden and like yeah. um, a cat. Like, you know, I'd rather not have a cat, but it's um, yeah. I I think you know the system ain't that bad. Yeah, they, yeah. They have quite a nice life. They're not scared. You know, they're safe and yeah. That counts for a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. So let me just uh, let me shift the conversation. A sorry, little, yeah, little yeah. Bit. Go on. No, no, no need to be sorry at all. It's um, uh, so what comes to your mind? Let me put it this way. What comes to your mind when <clears throat> I mention the word environment? Or what do you think about when you think about the environment? Um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, it, it goes back to nature. I think a lot of people make that association. Um, like, I love being out in nature. Like, I, I, I don't know if I wish I could do it more. It's nicer to visit, isn't it, than living? But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? I feel like I love going outside. I love just just being out and about. And but I'm also aware that your environment is just a normal place that you live in. But for me, it feels like the nature. Yeah, you should be out in that. And I think I don't know. I feel like it, it's almost used as like uh, it feels like a different entity now. It's like. It, it used as an excuse for a lot of stuff, or as a, um, was like an advertising ploy. It's like, 
know, if you drop something forward, oh, don't do that. Oh, oh the environment. Oh, you know, it's okay. Not, it's not like <laughs> the people handle. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I, my first impression is like my, the environment. You know, I think of the the thing that you'd see on the the Greenpeace advert. You know, the orangutan in the jungle or whatever. Yeah, that's what I sort of think of, I suppose. Yeah, but then I'm also feel aware underneath that 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 is a marketer who's done that. Sure. And yeah, transferred that, and probably my personal reality of it is I love going in the woods here. So that's um, yeah, yeah. And Sorry, you, that's completely all over the place. No, that's, I, I, that's somewhat that's makes that's sense. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and do you find yourself going out into nature much, or in, is this that feature as part of your life? Yeah, I, I, I wish I did more. You know, and I love it. Um, I take the children out as much as I can, and I think it's a lot of things about it are, are so important for like interacting and knowing you're alive just a bit. So, that, you know, it's things to do with, our, you know, our, our lads are the same age, you know, Leo's 10 now and he, he loves um, being on the computer and you know, as they all do. And so for me, like, it's, it's so nice like going out with him into the woods, just me and him. Mm. I'm like, right, what tree's that? You know, like, tell me what tree that is. Or, or you learn stuff, and that's the beauty of screens as well. Like we've been learning mushroom identification for like the past two, three years. Mm. We're learning tree identification, which Ray Mears tells me is the basis of all survival. <laughs> right, okay. I think it was him, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I might have made that up, but um, what, if that it? wasn't Ray Mears, yeah. claim that was me, yeah? So, um, yeah. Um, and, and like the little kids, you know, you, t- you take them to... You know, you take them to the farm, you see animals. Beyond that, I love taking them out, like looking for stuff. So I, we're really lucky. We've got quite a lot here um, that's quite empty. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's never that busy. I know you go out quite a lot. You love camping as well, don't yeah. you? Like we've been camping together a couple of times, and um, yeah, we're, we're super lucky. And just going out on a walk and. I had I had all the kids on on the weekend, for example, went out like twenty minutes, and I'm like, oh, you know, what birds can you see? Like, you know, that, that and it, you know, my younger two ones, two ones, three, and I'm like, you know, that's a crow, that's a magpie, you know, yeah, that's the difference. And then knowing that, it's like, oh wow, like I, I I'm alive like they are, yeah, and I fit into this whole thing, yeah, um, and I, I shouldn't be disconnected from it. I should feel. Um, nice that it's part of it. Yeah, that I'm part of that little, not little. It's massive. You know, it's it's everything, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I do try. I probably don't do enough. I don't think anyone does enough. But um, it's too easy to not, I suppose. So when you're busy. So would you describe yourself, generally speaking, as an environmentally conscious person, or not so much? Um, or what does that? What would that? I don't mean? really know what that that means. Yeah, you know, I think. There's a whole part of the environmentally conscious, like to, to say you're environmentally conscious to me, it, it feeds into that, you know, I'm a person who recycles. I'm a person who does all that business. And I, I don't think I am that person really. Yeah. And I was joking with you earlier about like Greta Thunberg and stuff. Like, and <laughs> I, I think it's like that whole part of it, I, I don't think is as important um 
as important as connecting with the the world that you live in okay i think it's so easy to be disconnected now yeah and it's so attractive to like switch off and just plug in and then you know you're in your lovely home or whatever and then you know like i was saying about the community thing you, you can mm. have a community without speaking to anyone ever yeah <laughs> so mad and or you can learn everything there is to know about house plants or, or trees without ever leaving your house yeah and that's that's the emperor's new clothes you know that's false it's smoke and mirrors and mm. you it's much more important for you to know your place in it a little bit i don't think anyone really knows the place but to actually feel connected to it yeah and you know i've got my own feelings about the environmentally conscious movement um i think i want to massively regret saying this but i i feel like that is such a it for me because i worked in marketing before it feels so marketed okay it feels really like um someone done the numbers and they're like right uh, let's do um let's do austerity but uh, but this group of people are you know they're oh, they seem really immune to it like they've, they've they've got a bit of money they're smart they're educated and then you know i'm not gonna be able to pull the wool over their eyes what should we do oh we'll, we'll pretend they're being really kind by doing it so the things that are being marketed to them as doing the right thing or being kind are actually them reducing their living standards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what austerity is about. Um, so when I see people that are really you know, smart people, like people who really they can hold a conversation, you know, read a book and they know what it means. Like mm. that's not everyone in the world, but you know, there are a group of people who do that. And then telling them that they have to reduce their use of stuff um, you know, reduce their consumption, eat certain types of food, um, not travel so much, you know, all, all sorts of stuff that feels like the same effect upon them, mm-hmm. but it was never going to work from an authoritarian perspective. So it's almost like a coercion. And the coercion is that they're kinder and smarter than the next person, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is true. Yeah. So you, are, there's a kind of um, you, you, you're kind of suspicious almost of that kind of movement or of I, what is behind it or what I is. I don't know if I'm if I'm suspicious, but I I because I don't think it's anything nefarious. Mm. But I do think again, like coming back to it, you know, you the community's gone, religion's gone. There's no piety anymore. You know, you can't you can't be the most religious person. No one cares mm. anymore. But what you mm. can be is the most kind person, mm-hmm. or seen as the most kind person, or you can be seen as the most environmentally friendly person. So that is your getting ahead or putting yourself on a pedestal. Mm. And I, for me, it certainly feels like that's the reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. Not because that person feels that they're connected with the environment and they feel like they should try to make a difference it feels quite disingenuous Mm -hmm. more than me being suspicious about it okay yeah um that's what i think i feel but i haven't got it all figured out obviously and and how does that relate kind of like you know sort of scaling out because we were talking before 
in fact, probably before we started recording about different scales, like you know, yeah. the small scale, kind of experiential scale of you know engaging with the woods and with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. nature and stuff like that. And then kind of scaling out to sort of the global kind of scale and thinking about the environment in that way. So how does what you're saying kind of line up with, um, like, you know, what, what are your views on science, which tends to, you know, scale out and tell us that, you know, seeks to tell us the big picture of, you know, what's going on in terms of you know, global warming and stuff like that. Yeah. How does that connect with what you're, you're thinking about in terms I, of environmental consciousness? I think it's quite hard to go very broad and like super macroscopic, you know, like you see in the whole world if you don't connect with your first thing in the first place. Yeah. So, which is why I, I find stuff like, so for me, like perplexing, like I, I see a sensible person who lives in Hove saying, you know, save the panda. I'm like, well, you know, there ain't no pandas in Hove. You know, what you, sure. should, what you should be doing is stick a tree in the garden. Like if, you, if that would bring you more joy yeah. and, and probably do more. Um, I don't think science is wrong. I don't think it's fake. I don't think global warming's fake or anything like that. I think, you know, but I think, do we need that marketed to us? You can see that the world's changing mm. around you. You know, you know that summers are like way more extreme than they were when yeah. you were younger. Um, I don't think you need to be, I don't think a person should be bombarded with, it's their responsibility to save the entire world. Okay. Um, because I think that's too much for anyone to take on. Yeah. And it's objectively impossible. Mm-hmm. So, but what I think you can do is, you know, change yourself and just change your interaction with the world around you. But I don't think you need to think about it globally. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not one I, I, for like being super careful about my recycling or, or, or anything or you know, eco-conscious packaging. Like, I think a lot of that's, maybe not recycling as much, even though I don't think much recycling actually gets done. Um, I, I think a lot is um, councils and stuff and, and companies checking off, a tech, um, checking off a tick list rather than <laughs> it actually happening so much. Mm-hmm. But then again, like me, like I, I might buy clothes that I wear to death. I, I think that's probably more true to that being conscious mm-hmm. than than what the bigger picture is telling us okay yeah if yeah that makes sense so for and other things so like i've seen friends of mine uh, talk about you know save the rainforest save stuff like that but and they'll donate a tenner to a charity and then i think oh that is all well and good but of people i know like i've i've grown 20 oak trees this year Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever grown a tree? No, you haven't. So, yeah. <laughs> so you haven't. You're not. And I, and then I think, well, what would con- what contribute more? Like, would it? I I don't think I'm more right than they are, but I do think they're caught up in the whole global scale because that's what's really pressed upon everyone quite a lot. And I think mm-hmm. it is quite heavily marketed. Um, I don't know what the reasoning is. I think it's possibly about uh, living standards or possibly just because it's a way of marketing products and services where they don't have to reduce the cost of things they can increase the cost of things um but i 
I think if, if people just interact and thought about a little bit more about what thoughted thought a little bit more about <laughs> what they're um, just they're doing locally and, sm- and small, yeah, then you could make quite a big difference. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or and, and not even a difference to you know the ozone layer ain't going to get fixed. That's what I feel like. I feel like there's been so much dumped into the the world. We've already changed the world beyond repair, and I don't mean the the. The, I'm going in on Greta. I don't mean the Greta Thunberg, your house is on fire. I mean, if you walk outside, there's a road. You've already changed the world beyond repair. You know, you can't undo that building a road. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is grow a little tree or grow plants in your house mm-hmm. or, do, or, do, or do something. Mm. And I don't think, in reality, you're not going to save everything. It's probably better off you just know what you're living in. So if I, so if I understand correctly, okay. I don't know I'm if trying, I understand correctly. So go yeah, on. no, but yeah. I'm trying to sort of bring together different things of what you're saying, really, I suppose. And one of the things I guess I'm picking up is is the sense that um, you know somebody can be concerned about something over the other side of the world, so saving yeah. a rainforest. Yeah, yeah. But still remain disconnected absolutely disconnected beyond beyond the point where they even know what they're talking about yeah or what they're funding or what or do they care i yeah i i think it's it doesn't matter what it is but it's important to care Mm. like if you were like there's too many woodlice dying in the world (laughs) i would much prefer that person to be like chuck a bit of bark in your garden so woodlice could live Mm -hmm. that person i would love that person I'd be like that person is is doing such good. Yeah. But the person who's on the internet signing an online petition about, you know, stop bulldozing the Amazon. You're not doing anything. You're not connected to what you're talking about. Do you care? I don't know. Mhm. Um and weirdly, I think doing that distracts you from doing the small stuff. Right. Yeah. So you get because I I think everyone does stuff like that because it makes them feel nice you know there is a there is a selfish part to it and if you're doing that quick fix of like i'll oh, sign the petition oh like god for that i've done my bit to save the world and it's like well you haven't yeah what yeah. do you think on that yeah i i, I can see i mean I, I can see what you're you're saying and i mean i think that i mean i don't totally agree Mm. <laughs> yeah that's fine but you know the in the sense i think there's lots of different there's different scales at which things happen yeah yeah um but i do um i i'm 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 picking up from you a, a very sort of central value of yours which is about connect connection yeah you know? yeah yeah and so whether it's like um you know, whether it's the work, it may have seemed irrelevant what we were talking about to start, start yeah, yeah. With in terms of the environment, but actually it's, I think it's quite central. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's the work that you're doing in the pharmacy and, you know, the ways in which you go about that and, and you know, there's a central thing about community mm. and connection there. And it feels to me as if you're, um, you, you know, what you value in terms of like the environment mm. is is very much centered around those 
those same things. It's about a connect, you know, being yeah. connected with things. So for you, you know, growing your 20 oak trees, <laughs> there's a sense of connection there. There's a sense in which you're doing something which is connected. Mm. And what I feel um, sort of grates against you is the sense in which people might be doing things which seem good, but they're essentially remaining disconnected either from each other in terms of community yeah. or from, you know, the wood lice in their garden, you know, <laughs> they're, they're actually, yeah. or, or of growing a tree, you know, if you're going to save a rainforest, start by growing a tree. Yeah, so, it's simple, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I can see, I can see that. But I think for me, um, the wider scale is if, if, if we're, if we're going to use that analogy, if everyone cared about who their neighbours were and the wood lice in the garden, the bigger scale would take care of itself. Hmm. Yeah, would it? Do you think so? Well, if, yeah. if you were just doing your little bit... Yeah, if everybody was doing that little bit. Yeah, and if... Yeah, if everyone was doing a little bit, I think it, I think mm. it would mm. make everything... Well, it, it might not solve everything, but it'd make it a lot better. Mm. But is it possible to bring about that consciousness? <laughs> and this is the thing in the end, it like comes back to a little mm. bit of what you were saying about whether responsibility for those things mm. should be put in the hands of, for instance, individuals or whether people should not feel. But I suppose, you know, I suppose what you're saying is actually people should just feel responsible for the small little bit that they are and, and then responsible for. And then there wouldn't be as big a issue globally. Yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah. Like, say, uh, if we take here, for example, we live in, you know, quite a nice bit of Hove. Yeah. If we all chatted to everyone in our community, one of them would be a butcher. One of them would grow foods. One of them would have an allotment. One of them would, you know, they might, or, or even sim simpler than that, you know, they might have someone who is pretty decent carpenter. You know, they can make yeah. a chair. So... If you were to connected with your community, and that guy was like, "Oh, I make chairs. You need a chair," and you buy that chair off them or trade that chair with something that they can do, uh, something that you can do, then it cuts out the whole issue of air miles on and carbon footprint of yeah. the mass-produced chair yeah. that you would buy otherwise. Yeah. So the and everyone's better off, you know, you're, the, mm. that you get on better with that person in your community. They feel valued because they've done something that they love. And then you have a connection with that thing in within your home. It's like that, yeah. that was made for me by someone. Whereas I think the, the easy option is so attractive. It's a bit cheaper, easier, you get exactly mm -hmm. what you want. You ain't got to speak to anyone. Yeah. So I, I always think like that. And I think if everyone was like that, a lot of the issues that are presented to us, mm. like being more eco-friendly around um, consumption, mm. wouldn't be as much of an issue. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. So, I do think that falls down with stuff like energy, though. So that's the you know that's another thing. Um, but I think with consumption of products and services, yeah, um, potentially having more tight-knit community, not even tight-knit, more connected communities mm. would make a big difference on that. So for you, the, the relationship is more important. Like in the relationship you have, you know, with the person who's made your chair 
And, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And so, actually, but not not that I have yeah, but, but I say that, like, but like I, you know, that's that you're saying for you, obviously. Mm. But for many people, that would not be the case, would it? I mean, in a sense, like mm. like you said, the easier option is just to go online and 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 order a chair, and get a get one you like. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you're not thinking about the relationship of the person who's made it. <laughs> you know, we're forming any yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I never thought I was different yeah. on that. To be honest, yeah. until you just said it. But I I I really massively value stuff that people have given to me or or made for me or stuff like or, or all sorts like the shirt I'm wearing right now an old lady at work gave it to me she was like oh I bought it for my son he didn't want it mm. and so she gave it to me I'm like yes I love that mm-hmm. I remember that lady every day I wear it yeah and she's so sweet like she thought of me she knew it'd fit me she knew I'd like it yeah I look amazing <laughs> so yeah and I love that and then but I feel like if everyone was like that, then that would take out the... And I've worn it to death, like it's got holes in, I don't even care. And But if everyone was like that, then fast fashion wouldn't be an issue, right? Yeah. So, because you can't solve fast fashion as a person. No. But what you can do is love what you own. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if everyone loved everything they owned, or cared enough about it to pass it on to someone else... It wouldn't be as much of a problem. Sounds like a marketing thing. Love what you own. <laughs> right. Can you scrub, scrub that bit out? I'll, I'll, I'll pitch that. But I think... Um, yeah, but I, but I think the other... The, you know, side of that, that is marketed. You know, you'll get... Um, you get stuff like... Like... Um, oh, I've added us quite a lot. Um, doing, doing some innovation and stuff with them. So they'll do now is they'll, they'll do recycled plastic products and stuff like that. But they do that because they know it's marketable. So it would be much better to just have shoes off someone that don't want them anymore yes. or bought a pair they didn't like. Yeah. You know, that's much more eco-friendly than um, something that's been processed three times, yeah. if it even has. You know, um, I don't know. I just feel like the problem seems so overwhelming. Mm. And I think some things are too far gone anyway. I mean, I'm not a pessimist. I'm... I'm eternally think everything will be all right but i i do which i guess runs counter to some things have gone too far but i i I often feel that like if you i get it when i'm driving a motorway always i'm driving especially the north circular in london i I sometimes drive that and i'm like what have we done to the world you know yeah and i have like an existential crisis and i'm like look at the state of this Mm mm-hmm like, how could anything ever live here? Mm-hmm. Why are we living well, because here? Because you got this, all those houses along the side of the... Yeah, there's ha- bats, you know, yeah. houses in between two dual carriageways. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, concrete upon concrete upon grey sky. And just a few adverts in the middle. It's like, a, a, it's like the most dystopian future, but it's now and from 40 years ago. Yeah. So, it, like, there's no going back from that. Yeah. Like, even if you were to go... Planet of the Apes, you know, and everything fall apart, or the, it, it's still no going back. So, all I mean, I, I don't feel, um, like I said, pessimistic about that so much, but I, I do feel like you know, we need to really think about it. You can't mm. fix it, so all you can do is your little bit. Mm. There's too much to fix, mm. and the more you look into it, the more you know, it's quite depressing. You look into it nuclear power plants gone, feeding stuff into the sea. 
that cannot be fixed. Mm. So putting the weight of that onto people of the, the Greta, your house is on fire, is too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel I feel it's actually off putting for people. Mm-hmm. And then they feel disconnected from it. So yeah, don't tell them that. We'll grow a lovely oak tree. I'm proud of that. And you can brag about it. Different message. You can just brag. Yeah, yeah. Um, love what you own. Love what you Green, own. Grow oak tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else have I got? Uh, I must have a few more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, get rid of your pet. How about that one? Get rid of your pet. Sorry, I warned you I was going to go off point, but yeah. No, no, yeah. Not, not at all. Mm. But um, so, so for you, any kind of solution, mm. if a solution is needed in terms of ecology, or mm. is it? Do you think it is ecologically kind of? Um, I, my genuine opinion is what will happen. I think things already are pretty bad. Um, I think it will get, you know, my recycling ain't going to make a difference to China dumping a billion of tons of concrete in the sea, you know, mm. or or Fukushima, like power plant, like bleeding um, radioactive waste into the ocean. You know, recycling, they're going to make a dent in that. Nothing I do is going to make a dent in that. But I do think it will get to a point, and I think we're even seeing it now, like, time of plenty will be over because the world is wrecked mm. uh, to some degree mm. and I definitely already think we're seeing that you know last week we couldn't get peppers the week before you couldn't get tomatoes and I think it's easy to blame other stuff political things all that but it's quite clear that yield is not the same as it was mm-hmm. to me anyway um, that seems quite clear um, I think we'll get to a point where it won't be um, trying to firefight it'll be innovation that will have to fix it. Mm. So, and I think there's amazing brains in this world that can fix a lot of things. But I don't think the value is there for them to do it mm-hmm. at the moment. The so value? What do you mean by value? Um, I don't... I think if someone is an incredible innovator, that they will be working on something that's not kind mm-hmm. usually okay and oh, that kind of I, value. I see okay. see quite a lot of um that in my, my my other job especially when i'm doing um innovation work i see people that are <laughs> amazing people like brilliant scientists engineers and stuff working on stuff that's horrible or just not needed mm-hmm. um but i think it will come a potential I hope it doesn't because i've got children but i think it's going to come to a point where the world is so bad those minds have to figure out the answer Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think the answer is going to be using less or recycling I think it will be something that I can't even comprehend Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope it's nothing too devastating Mm. but or or that has a secondary effect like I I I don't think it's it's probably talked about now I I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility to um, for something to be created that can fix microplastic in the ocean, for example. Mm. So I don't think we're at the point where it's that bad, it has to be fixed straight away. Mm. But uh, I, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I, f- I think it might come to that. 
I've seen stuff before where it's like you know they're I think it, again horrible and dystopian, but they're creating like a, a machine that will pollinate plants. Yes. You know, okay. That, that, that right. sounds horrible to me, but it is an answer. I don't know if I've sold on all that. Like, are, are all the world's bees going to die? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, before we finish, so there is... Yeah, a, sorry, a, sorry. So there's a bit of a, um, a, a... Something missing for me, a little bit, in terms Go of on. our conversation, which is you're, you're referring to sort of global crisis on the one hand, yeah. you know, and things getting worse and so on and so forth. Mm. But it seems to me that you're also, and I'm going to have to come back to this word suspicious. Right. Okay. Suspicious of kind of um, scientific information on those things. So, for instance, in terms of that just little snippet of conversation there mm. about, um, about bees, you know. Mm. And so, so I'm wondering whether you lean towards, towards that type of knowledge at all or not, really. In terms of, like, um, okay, people doing studies on bees and seeing numbers kind of declining, um, counting stuff and seeing what's happening. So I'm, um, I'm not an expert on bees, um, but if we take that for an example, I'm, I'm never one to just outright believe it because it's written down. Like, okay. you know, I, I've had, especially squat life, like you, you really learn to not believe anything you're told mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And that there is, a veil in front of everything it's not that I think it's wrong I just don't know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but the other part of that is I don't need to know mm. you know it's not my problem really um, I am considering having a beehive at work so that might fix it a little bit mm-hmm. um, I just need to figure out whether that's too dangerous to have <laughs> but I, I've got a nice garden but um, I just I don't think everything we're told is true but that doesn't mean that I think I'm being lied to no so I okay. sort of fit somewhere yeah. in the middle like I'm either it's maybe I'm ambivalent is it I don't know is there an association there I may be wrong in this but is there an association between because you were talking about squat life there and a kind of you know a veil and and a, and mm. sorry I keep coming back to this word suspicion but is <laughs> yeah. there kind of a um, you know, suspicion that somehow various types of kind of knowledge production are somehow kind of working together. So whether it's the state, no. And so, I, so, so like I said, I don't. And, I don't think it's nefarious. Right, I don't. I don't okay. think. I, I don't think there's um, people. <laughs> there's like a hidden room of <laughs> Illuminates all in their little hats or whatever, like trying yeah. to um, trick me into something that's not true to keep me scared and keep me weak. I don't think that's true at all. Like I think, um, I think a lot, and this is going to sound horrible to you because you're a researcher. I think people will have a bias with their research to confirm, um, to reconfirm their funding. I think that's true. Um, and I don't think that's unfair to say either. Yeah. Um, but, I don't think the reason for that's world domination or or anything weird or anything like that. Um, it'd be funny if it was, but it's, I don't just don't think it is. Mm. Um, but I I also don't. I'm I'm quite happy to say I don't know stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a big 
issue with with the world. There are stuff we don't know, mm-hmm. and it, it should be fine to say I don't know. Like, mm. um, you know, science, if you like, being seen as the the new religion of we tell you what's right and not. I, th- I think it's been quite damaging for science mm-hmm. more than anything. And presenting yourself as having the answer to everything is actually um, worse for you. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's just cool. Like, if you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, now, uh, like, so, so is that, and I think it's actually off-putting for a lot of people. So someone's saying, <laughs> the world's getting hotter, you know, ice caps are going to melt and... You know, there's not going to be any more orangutans in the world, and you, or, or elephants, and you're like, oh god, that's, that's awful. But we don't know. Like it, it seems like that is, and it. it but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't seem. There's something there that doesn't. I don't think it's black and white. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I prefer the grey area. I think. And in in the kind of absence of kind of being certain about those things. Yeah. And also combined with the fact that those other things are kind of beyond your own responsibility or personal personal kind of um ability to do something about. Yes. Yeah. I I don't then... think I don't think the I don't think the entire world is beyond the responsibility of the entire world. Sure. Okay, but I do think that the weight of all life ending on earth shouldn't be put on people's shoulders mm. Mm. um because it's it, it's it's too much yeah and it's it's it makes everyone worse yeah. to do that sure um so yeah and and I feel yeah. that is but then again, I'd, I'd also, you know, from marketing point of view, doom and gloom sells. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, mm. it's a tough one. I just don't think we've got all the answers. That doesn't mean I think science is wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean I think... But I don't think science... Science isn't a person. No. You know, science is the entire field of learning. Yeah. It, it isn't top down. Yeah. It isn't one voice, you know, and it never should be presented as that. Yeah. And I, I think that's a... a a massive issue with this environmentalism. Um, <laughs> what, what was it you said? Eco-friendly or whatever. I can't, I can't remember the term you used, but it's that's presented to us as a single voice, mm-hmm. and it's not a single voice. Everyone's mm-hmm. got different opinions on mm-hmm. on little things. I mean, you know, vaguely a lot of people think the world's getting hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the world is quite as certain of what the reasoning is, mm-hmm. or science is certain of what the reasoning is. Um, but then again, that's not my problem to fix. And your feeling is that if you um, put too much, you invest too much in those thoughts and ideas, that the kind of anxiety or whatever that it produces could distract you from the very things that you're supposed to be getting on with in terms of like connecting with people and, <laughs> like, you know, connecting with the I think, stuff. like... If I'm spending all day worrying about the ice cap melting, I'm not enjoying the environment. Sure. So I'm not an environmentalist. Yeah. You know, I'm not... <laughs> if I spend all day on the internet campaigning, save the world, there's no world for me to save because I'm not in it anyway. Sure. So, and yeah. I, I worry 
that it's so distracting that the point is missed, mm-hmm. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that you're nodding and shaking your head at the same no, time. I've never think, seen that. I'm just thinking it sounded like a really good last line to the, the podcast as the oh, music okay. comes on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many good um, ones today. Yeah. On fire. Um, no, yeah. I don't know. I think it's... <laughs> Not what, in... what, what do you think the end will be? Like, do you think the, the end the world, of the world? Do you think the world will get saved? Do you think the world will end? Do you think nothing will, nothing I mean, will I happen? Think or, or... I, my, pers- my personal, mm. just out of interest, yeah, yeah, yeah. My personal view is that the world is going to carry. The world is kind of going to carry yeah. on, and you know, looking back at the history of the world, there's been huge environmental crises before. Devastation beyond anything yeah. that we've, we will ever before, experience. Beyond hope, anything hope so. we've experienced. And yeah. of course, like the world carries on. Mm. But the timescales are right. the things that are problematic in one mm. sense. Because the timescale of recovery from a crisis yeah. is, is immense. And beyond our comprehension. And almost. beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And beyond probably... You know, possibly our, our ability to survive as a species, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same way that other species have, have gone extinct before us. But mm. so, so I think that. Um, do you, do you, sorry to cut you off. Do you feel like we're at the end point of that? End point of. So, do you feel like we're at the crisis point now? I, I feel that we're pretty close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that that my concern is that you know whereas previous crises that the world has gone through before mm. have been brought about by other things whether it's meteors striking yeah, yeah. or or the simple you know kind of movement of kind of ice ages and things yeah, yeah. like that so i think my concern or or sense of responsibility i suppose at this particular mm. time is that this particular crisis is being generated by humans yeah and therefore if as an intelligent species you know we well we are an intelligent species mm. you know that we we do have the possibility to avert the crisis i mean i do genuinely believe right. that so do you think so, we're at a point where um we can avoid all crisis or slow down no i think slow down slow down yeah yeah slow down slow down the crises and and that I think that um, that if we don't wake up to a change of some kind mm. and I'm very much like hearing what you're saying today about you know how the change needs to be very much local and to do with connection and community as yep. much and kindness and and all of those things and caring for one another as much as as anything else then um, you know, unless we make that change, I don't, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll propel ourselves into further crises. So it does mm. involve a kind of, um, yeah, my, my, waking up. I, I never used to worry about it. Um, but now I've got children, I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and this, and I know it seems like nothing with the, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, like peppers and tomatoes and stuff. That more than anything terrifies me. Like I, I, I now feel like, you know, I've had it all right. I feel like, you know, what if my children don't have food to eat? Mm-hmm. Like, what if that that's so extreme? Mm. And 
no one knows how to grow food for himself now. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's that really, really terrifies me. Okay. And yeah. I, I don't know if that terror is misplaced. I hope it is. Mm. I, re- I really hope that I've fallen for the marketing. I hope that I've fallen for the, the great trick uh, and that it was just someone doing that because they wanted to sell me a product that had a green arrow on it rather than not. Mm-hmm. I really hope, I'm begging that I fell for it. Um, I'm begging it's not real, but I feel like it is. Mm. And And then I think if that is true, you know, the future's a hellscape. If we're in the final point of humanity, yeah, that will be hell on earth. It'll be beyond. And you know, if you consider, I don't, I'm not into aliens or whatever. If you consider, like, that only intelligent species, if you like, that's been on Earth, and your ability to comprehend the crisis, mm. it will be so devastating. Mm. You know. Because dinosaurs, you know, the walnut brain, you know, it weren't that bad for them. <laughs> they didn't know it was coming. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know it was coming. They're just like, oh, like, yeah. oh, well, no, I guess no one knows exactly what happened there. But yeah. if it was just like, oh, it was a bit less grass today, oh, I'll feel a bit hungry and then you die. Like, yes. it's, it's not, um, it's not as bad. And I think now because the last hundred years, if you like, no one's experienced hunger in, in, in our, you know, in our experience of the world and mm. and our parents and and grandparents probably that was the last one so we've had and our, our children you know never have mm. um you know claim the opposite never not hungry but <laughs> i think that when it's people in hove experiencing the medical definition of hunger that is a terrifying thought mm-hmm. for me mm. Um, mm. and that extrapolated across the across the entire world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Will, who knows what that will lead to? Mm. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's when the <clears throat> so when the crisis kind of comes mm. close into yeah. your and you know personal experience. Will that veil fall then? Yeah. If there was one, or well, maybe there wasn't one. Like no one, <laughs> no one knew it was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I think I think as well about other crises. I mean, I am I, I am quite scientifically orientated, so I, I yeah. do believe the science on climate change and and things like that. Oh no, I'm, I'm and, not saying I don't think the climate's changing at no, all, no. and I'm not saying that humans aren't contributing to that and haven't contributed to it. Um, I I think I was really lucky. I had to, like <laughs> no one in my family had ever been to uni. Like no one knows. That they know other stuff they've got different knowledge um but my uncle went back when he was like 50 and he did geography and he like he was just always into it and like learned it and he i remember sitting down to him and he like really explained to me what the ozone was like people think of it like mm-hmm. a shield over the earth and he was like, oh actually you know o2 and o3 and then was, and then that transfers energy and he was he was super boring but he was like <laughs> chatting to me about it yeah and you know he's died now bless him but he he really explained to me how bad things are mm-hmm. from a geographical perspective okay. yeah. and how beyond repair everything is, mm-hmm. um, in his opinion. 
yeah. pure scientist, you know. Yeah. You know, I couldn't say God in his house, get wound up. And he would, um, and he really helped me to understand that. And I, I do absolutely believe everything he told me. Okay. And I, I believe climate change is real. I believe humans contribute to that. But I don't <laughs> think the answer is separating your rubbish out into different bins, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told me I ain't going to make no difference. And I believe him. And mm. like, do you think that'll make a difference in reality? Because even you just told me crisis cannot be averted. It can only be slowed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, okay, I mean, part of my interest in exploring this is to find, try, try to seek out solutions as well. Mm. And I think there's lots of different, again, there's lots of different scales of solution. Um, you know, so, I mean, when it comes to recycling, I mean, we, we, we try to do recycling as best we can. Yeah. But we're aware that it's a, hor- you know, it's a horrible mix of stuff that, mm. you know, can't be recycled or, you yeah, know, yeah. like you said, what what actually happens to it when it's it does... off to Turkey or You know, do, like, when it, it goes yeah. from here. But I, I don't know, I feel optimistic and I want to do what I can to... Mm sort of um, make things better mm. and I'm aware that you know it's very 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 small scale if it's you know yeah but but I, I mean I guess I'm, I'm resonating with what you said as well as if everybody takes responsibility for what they can then huge yeah. change can happen so so I'm I'm probably less cynical about things like recycling and, and, yeah. and stuff like that I feel extremely um, cynical about that if I'm being honest right yeah I, I, I think um and right back to the beginning, I feel like it's quantifying something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this council does 50,000 tonnes of recycling mm-hmm. a year. And, well, I, I ain't seen you produce anything out of it. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. But I, just out of interest, though, are you um, hopefully optimistic or scientifically optimistic? I think hopefully yeah. optimistic, yeah. Uh, and I agree that science doesn't have all the answers as well. Mm. So, um, you know, as it shouldn't, as it shouldn't, yeah, yeah. as it shouldn't. And, and I don't think it should be presented as such. No, no. Um, and, and probably many scientists would, would, would say that as well. So, um, but you know, I'm also, I'm also a person of faith, you know, yeah. and so, you know, my spiritual sort of journey and walk is yeah. equally as important to me. And, and it's one thing that I'm interested to explore in this series as well is is talking mm. with um people of faith and no faith or whatever different yeah, yeah. you know spiritual religious orientations and stuff to see how that feeds into how they're thinking and feeling mm. about the environment as well yeah. and and i think there's a lot of um you know sort of potential things that could help you know that yeah. and, and 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 wisdom that can come out of massively you know so. those i mean very much you know resonating with what you've been saying today about community connection and well and i feel really like things. i don't want to crack on forever because i'm wasting all your tape but like i think you know that was a real difference for me because after i had that like strong council state uh upbringing i moved to a village and the village was really small kept a lot of old ways tradition and I felt so connected to nature after that mm. and after and with everything because uh, you know <laughs> the, the pleasure before was kicking in the bus stop you know okay. and then it was I for I won't go into details but I had to move somewhere where there wasn't a lot of people around and then 
with my mum and my, my sister and then it was like and they kept folk tradition you know they kept old ways there was mm. some there was somewhat um some sort of mix between you know uh c of e and old ways and then you'd you'd like now and and, and that that really resonated with me something i try and do a bit with my kids you know i you know we make corn dollies this year and it's really important they realize you know there's, there's life in there there's life in inside that crop or mm-hmm. there's life inside i say mushroom i don't know life inside that mushroom mm. and that is what runs through all of us mm-hmm. and i think for me especially after living in the big city like in london it's horrible like i i really helped me realize how important that is and mm-hmm. i i i really agree with you that it's maybe faith will help massively mm. um and it doesn't matter what it is mm. it doesn't matter if you're which name you call him or whatever but i think it's so good for hope yeah as well yeah and yeah that's that's the the, the greatest thing that faith gave to the world is hope mm. that it'll be all right in the end and um it's it's helped me massively that and i i sure. I, I would love to see a um massive comeback for um, tradition I think it'd help everything tradition in in terms of what religious tradition do you, you um, or, every, every, right. um, religious okay. tradition and folk tradition okay yeah. and so uh, more folk tradition really yeah because I think people feel more absolutely more connected and it brings in stuff like like that like you, you know you're realizing there's life all around you mm. uh, brings back craft mm. you know I think there's been such a death of craft and um, like I said about the man with a chair, like yeah. uh, if, if you had your little making festival every year, then yeah. it doesn't matter what you do. If you build a blanket, you know, if you weave that blanket with your hands, you will never buy another blanket. Mm-hmm. And that'll help, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would love to see a comeback of that. I, I Weirdly, I thought it was going to happen during lockdown. I, I, I thought that first of all, people baking bread and they were break, baking bread and it was round Equinox time. And I was like, mm-hmm. accidentally, everyone's going <laughs> to... Yes. <laughs> I thought, oh no, I'm going to see... <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll see everyone on the... I don't, I don't want to get too into it because, you know, it was quite a, a... Not a closed community or a secretive community, but it was, you know, it, it'll seem weird to people. But you'd uh, observe the will of the year, you know, I'm sure something you're into and... Um, or, or, or know about um you know i go out a couple of times a year on normally on my own with nature hopefully i'll go with my children at some point mm-hmm. um but my faith's different to my girlfriend so we try and have a little bit of a mix of everything um and mine's even mixed so there's a bit of a crossover everything um but i was like <laughs> so stupid in my head i was like i'm gonna see everyone out like on the next like date it was i was like yes. oh, God, it's, it'd be lovely it'd be like you know <laughs> It'd be like a thousand years ago. I'll have, I'll have fifty people out. Yes, you know, um, giving thanks mm-hmm. just for being alive. And um, I don't see anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I'm so hopeful. Yeah. But yeah hopeful uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's how the, that's how the hope of faith really uh, gets you in the gut. But uh, I think it was. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I think we do see a bit of that here. Um, yeah. 
I don't know how legitimate it is, but I think it's. Um, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Return of tradition. Yeah. That bring back so, community. Yeah, tradition. Like I was going to say, tradition mm. that that brings that central yeah, yeah. idea that or practice of community. Yeah. Yeah. And what I see is, which is so painful for me. I find it really, um, like, gen- genuinely, like, I, I feel physical, not physical pain from it, but like, I'm like, oh, God, I hate that, is when faith is pitched against science. Mm, yeah. You know, it's it's the, it's the ultimate false dichotomy, mm, you know, yeah, of course, because yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't mm. go into science if you didn't have some sort of faith, mm. that, and you wouldn't try and figure everything out and understand the wider meanings of the world if you went into science. So there's so much connection there, and I find oh, that really grates on me. And yeah. if if you're that person that has both, as as you, as you said you are, you must find it horrible too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, absolutely. It's a false dichotomy, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I I I you know, and and it helps me to think about the you know, like I was saying, these different scales and stuff, because when it kind of like, you know. I can know the world from my personal experience. Yeah. I can know yeah, yeah. my environment. I can, you know, navigate it. But there's things which I don't know and that, that I yeah. have to trust, you That's know, fine. this kind of scaling out, you know, and people who research those kind of things and get the bigger picture. Mm. And 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 so I can put my scientific hat on as well and mm. kind of scale out and think, okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense those bigger pictures which i don't i wouldn't know just sitting in my living room yeah, like yeah. whether the, the world's warming up or not you know I, <laughs> I i i rely on you know science to tell me that that kind of stuff so right. yeah yeah nice i feel cool. like i've gone well over should we <laughs> should I do one final line would you yeah, what yeah do you, do you, fin- you what do you want it on i don't I'll know do finish with a good one uh, that oh. we can mark it <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Grow your oak is quite a good one. Grow your oak. Grow your oak. Yeah. But that feels a bit um, feels a bit countrified for your um, urbane audience. So, uh... You're presuming. <laughs> presuming. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm presuming actually. Um, <laughs> shout outs to anyone who uh, doesn't live urban. Um, I don't know. That'll do. Yeah. Hey, grow your oak. That was really nice. I love yeah, that. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, pal. Yeah. Superb. Cool.